Hey everybody out in podcast land, it's David coming at you with a new podcast. Well, today is Monday, August 22nd, 2022, the year of our Lord. What a bunch of numbers there, 222022. It's a lot of twos right there <laughs> in, our, in our date today, folks. Just thought of that. Kind of funny. Anyways, it is a beautiful day. It's been busy, busy, busy last few weeks been raining and storming but today looks like a very beautiful day i'm gonna try to keep this short today i've been putting a a lot of different podcasts um putting up a lot of older podcasts uh kind of get some of the numbers up on those the podcast channel is doing really good um really want to work with my sponsors to try to get the word out more if they could help spread the word it would get out even further and it would be beneficial to everybody even myself, um, but mainly for Jesus. We want to get the word out for God. We want to get the word out to Christians and even those that are not saved. We want people that are not saved to find Jesus, to change their life, to get a new brand new life. Well, I'm on an endeavor now to try to focus on um, unchurched people, people that are not saved, people that have not been baptized in Jesus' name, people that don't know how to believe in Jesus, pray to Jesus, to do the things you know, just the basic things. I'm looking at a little baby rabbit. I mean, he's small enough to fit in my hand. He's right there looking at me about 20 feet away from me. And a uh, cute little thing. Gardens are doing really good this year. I've done a lot of experiments on my gardens, and they are doing fabulous. I've had a lot, a lot of blessed, blessed time with uh, fruits and vegetables this year. Working on uh, purchasing another property, my wife and I. And this one is over in Beale City. It's got a big barn on it and nice little property under an acre. We're gonna we're gonna use it to put our camper on and uh, maybe hold some services over there. Something we're working towards. Um, maybe have a couple services in the barn and see how that goes for everybody. Um, pray about that. Pray with us on that and um, let's give God the glory. Let's get right into our lesson today. I have a few things that's been on my mind over the last few weeks. Um, Saul has been a big big deal. Saul and David. Um, Saul was the first king of Israel um, appointed by the people that failed and David was the second one that was appointed by God that looked like he failed for a majority of his um, life looks like he failed looked like nobody was on his side except for a handful of people everybody believed the government at that time the government of Saul everybody believed the propaganda he was putting out Everybody was brainwashed and scared to do anything. And so they didn't do anything. And he had a lot of followers. He had so many people, random people, just sitting on the side of a road that would attack David, uh, call a name, swear at him. Um, Just on and on. I can go on and on. This, As I'm talking to you, it's nothing I thought about. It's just something I kind of put together as I'm thinking right here. Kind of reminds me of our political realm today. If you're not part of the big government machine, you are talked down, you are crazed, you are talked about, you are laughed at, scorned at. Um, The people are so good at watching the TV to see what kind of junk the the leaders of today are gonna put out for the leaders of tomorrow because we're all sensationalized, we love that. We love seeing the dirt on people. We love seeing the harm. We love talking about it. We love talking about somebody's mistakes. We love talking about their sin. We love it. But we don't like talking about it if it's our own. If it's your own, you cover it up. If it's your own, you come up with these new new words like it's racist, it's homophobic, it's this, it's that, it's that. 
and just on and on and on to shut conversation down. This is not my podcast, folks, but if you do not see what's going on around the world today, I don't know how you could have any podcast or any conversation without talking about it because it actually is the biggest thing of our time. Um, Let me give you a little history before we go on. This popped in my head too. There was a little group, 600 to 900 Jews at one time, and the Roman Romans were in charge. The power of Rome was moving through the land, and they wanted this little area for some resources, and it was on the side of a mountain, and there was like a, a village on it. It was pretty high up, and you can look this all up. It's, it's facts. It's just stuff they don't talk about in schools or public knowledge. It, real stuff like this, history, they don't talk about. They want to give you their propaganda stuff junk that's why kids are coming out of school dumber than they went in that's why um nothing's happening no no great breakthroughs in america no new intellectual inventions nothing's happening there's a reason it's all staged it's all being programmed that way and a lot of us and you are falling prey to it you don't even see what's happening you've been dumbed down sleeping they hate voices like me and many other voices that are trying to talk and get the word out but yet we're even coming against people like you that are listening um, you'd be surprised at how many people listen that are your friends and that that are actually working against you without them even knowing. And unless they wake up and shake their head and actually see the reflection in the mirror, what's going on, they're really asleep. People are really asleep. Well, the Romans want this, so they seized this build, this uh, village. They, they put their army around it and they kept sending up. And the, the Jews knew they were not going to make it, so they all killed themselves. They all died killing themselves. This mass suicide. They knew it was over. They knew they couldn't make it. But they ended up killing themselves on the side of a mountain. And um, that's the way they went out. And there's a lot more to that story. If you want to read it and check it out, just search it out on the internet. Just search, just search these things out. Type it in and see what you find. And do some research for yourself. But... That's what happens when ungodly men are in charge. That type of stuff happens. When you put godly men in charge, people that care about a nation, care about people, care about their borders, things like that would never happen. Suicide's one of the biggest things that are happening nowadays because hope has been taken away. All hope has been stripped from our society. And if you talk about anything that's true, see, see what most of you don't understand is all these these silencing, these uh, banning, these taking off certain platforms, that's censorship. That is control. It's a control mechanism. If you don't like a person, you don't have to listen to them, but to silence them like that, you have overstepped your realm and you've walked into a different realm. And when you make it so other people can't hear it that want to hear it and you take charge of that, now we have a problem. You have a big problem. And your time is on a clock. It's ticking. And your time will run out. Everyone that's ever taken these sides or done these measures have always lost. You might win for a season and you might have a big big army for a moment, but you will fail. It always fails. History. You, that's why you don't know history. That's why they stripped you from history. They stripped you from knowing about history. They don't want anybody. They're trying the same thing that's been tried over and over, but they forget that they're fighting against God. And God is not on the side of these types of people. And the problem that I'm having is we have Christians that think that they're standing on the side of Christians and the word and God, and they're not. They're not even hearing God's voice. They're not understanding that God is raising up people like um, 
people that are not normal leaders, especially especially leaders that God would ever use. But you don't know the God that I serve. You don't know the Christian God. He always uses people that the world discounts. He always uses people that the religious world discounts. He always uses people that even the church discounts. Let me verify and qualify all of my statements. God went to David. He picked a Saul, the first king. Saul was picked by the people. Stand tall. He was huge, muscular. He had it all. A nice family that was had money and stuff. That was not the one God wanted because he was after the things of the world. So God goes and chooses a little boy that even the man of God, when he came to go pick the, the next king for God, he overlooked David because nobody wanted David in the room because he was too young. He was a little boy. There's number one. God chose somebody that nobody else would choose. We wouldn't even choose him. You would never go into your house and pick the littlest, youngest person in the house to become leader over a nation. If you say you would, you're a foolish person because common sense tells you not to do that. But God did that. Number two, the religious people, they saw Jesus come on the scene. He done everything, fulfilled scripture, did everything, but he didn't do it the way they wanted him to. He rode a donkey instead of a big horse, a big powerful horse. He didn't have fancy clothes. He came in robes and just beat up looking. He worked with his own hands and minded his own business. He wasn't out there running big synagogues. He fished and fed people and healed and, and opened the blind eyes. They didn't like this because you have to go through the religious order to do these things. They crucified him and killed him. God chose Jesus. Jesus was our Lord and Savior. Number two, that point was fulfilled. So we got God choosing David. We got God choosing Jesus. And let's look at the third one. The third one here. The church. The church, you think, oh, well, we're in a church age. We're perfect. We don't make mistakes. Well, yeah, you do. In the very beginning of the conception of the church, nobody wanted Paul to be part of the program. Paul was a crucifier of Christians, killer of Christians. He was working for the Romans and the church, uh, religious folks of that day, the Pharisees and, Sadducees and Pharisees. That's a tongue twister there, so that real fast. But here he is out persecuting, killing Christians. So the church went underground a bit and started to mind their own business, not as his public. And so rumors started coming back to the church leaders saying, listen, Peter, listen, everybody. Um, Paul is a Christian now. Barnabas had to come and tell everybody, oh no, we're not letting him in. Yeah, and uh, he's at the door. He's here now. He's coming in. He's going to be here. They didn't want that. Why? Because God chose the most unlikeliest person. He chose the killer of Christians to become the leader of Christians. Huh? Makes no sense to me. You would think it would be somebody perfect. Not with Jesus. So you're going to sit here and tell me you know all what God's going to do? You sit here and tell me you know the truth? You know what Jesus is thinking all the time? You don't know nothing. We are ants compared to God. We need to humble ourselves. And you better wake up because you don't even see what God is doing. He has revealed to some of us. And the, the leadership that he has been providing you, you ignore, you mock, you scorn. You don't listen, but yet we don't want nothing from you. I don't want nothing from anybody. I come in the name of Jesus giving you. I come to help you. I come to relieve your stress, relieve your pain, relieve your finances, relieve it. I come to help you. I come to give you a word. And above all, I come to tell you how to get to heaven. I don't want nothing from you. It's, it's nice that you hear you listen to my podcast because this is how you're going to hear me. 
And I have sponsors that have joined to say, listen, I believe in this. I am going to help in this. But I'm not asking you for any of that. I'm not asking. I don't live on that. That's not what I'm living on. I live on God's word. God provides for me. But I do want you to hear what I'm saying. And you better wake up. All of you. I preach to even my sponsors the same way. Everybody. If I lose sponsors of the word of God, so be it. But I preach the word of God and I don't be beholden to money. I will never be beholden to mammon because mammon will make you blind. You will make very bad decisions if you had to rule your life over money. If you go searching for it, you need to run from it. You need to use it as a tool, but you do not worship it. Now, let's get to Matthew chapter 7. I had a great talk this morning with my uh, stepdaughter. Been working with her. I, I'm one of her teachers in homeschool. And so first thing in the morning, the very first thing we do every every session in the morning is uh, she does devotions. So she, we open up with prayer. She um, reads her scripture, writes her scripture, and then she reads the devotion. And then we do our Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> and I know there's so many that don't love the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, that's ungodly. Oh, you're worse. You need to go and bend a knee next to the bed and repent. If you are for the one world government, you are lost. If you think you can be part of the one world government and be part of it and vote for their things and be part of it and God's not going to strike you down for that, you better repent. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you're doing. If you are part of the movement that's on the wrong side, you've already taken the mark. You're going to take the mark. You don't even see it. That is slowly coming in. And you think you're smarter than the snake? The one that's in the garden next to you talking to Eve? You think you're going to be smarter than Eve? The one that fell and we all make fun of all through generations saying that we would never do it. We're smarter. You are a foolish man or a woman. And I'm telling you, you need to repent. God has given us this nation. It is a godly nation. I don't care what people say. We are going to revive. We are coming back. And we are going to fight against this world system. We are not part of it. Now, if you want to be part of it, you can be part of it, but you're lost. If you want to keep saying things like, we can't do nothing about it, go ahead. You're going to be lost. You're the, in the trenches like the, the Israelites during the time that David came out to fight the giant. You offer nothing to help David. You sit there and make scornful marks. You call him pervert. You make fun of him. You lie about him. You say things. You mock him. But you will not participate in helping him. You are a hindrance. You better wake up. I'm telling you what. God has put us in a great place. Now, that's what we do. We do the Pledge of Allegiance next. You know, and I have to do this every now and then because I got, I know I have foolish people out there. I know I have foolish people that listen to me. I've been, I have been wrote over the last couple of weeks by some very foolish people that have said some very foolish things. I've been swore at, I've been made mocked. I have been just told things that were so ridiculous. But it doesn't deter me. It doesn't stop me. Don't, I don't care. Take this whole world from me, but give me Jesus. I wear the hat proudly. Jesus is my boss. I have wore that hat for many years, over 10 years. For over 20 years, Jesus has been in my life. He has changed my life. There is no going back. There is no going back to this world. And I don't know how many people I have witnessed to to get into church. I don't know how many people I've had to straighten on the straight and narrow in the very beginning of my walk that take all credit, that, that don't even give me no credit for any of it, that wouldn't be anywhere where they are right now if God didn't use me to reach them. But yet they take all the credit, mock me, put me down, and scorn and think that they can just discredit me. That's all right. 
Because I count it all joy when I'm persecuted because when they persecute me, they persecuted Jesus. And I'm no better than Jesus. I am not worthy to even unlatch his sandals, just like John the Baptist. The more I decrease, the more he increases. The more I go down, the better he gets. I just want Jesus. That's all I want. I want to see him save people. I want to see him work on things. I want to be just in his shadow as he's doing great things. I just want to be there. I just want to see it. I just want to be part of it. That's what I want. Now, I want you to hear some scriptures here. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 7. And this is for a lot of know-it-alls, but this is also for all of you that might be just going through life and not knowing you're making mistakes. Matthew chapter 7, starting at verse number 21. We're going to read a few verses. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. This is all wrote in red. If you do not know your Bible, whenever it's wrote in red, it's Jesus speaking. Whenever Jesus spoke in some Bibles, they decided to write it in red so that way it highlights it and lets you know these were what Jesus said. These came out of his mouth. Jesus is saying this. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these things of mine and doeth them, will I liken unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Folks, did you not hear what I just read that came out of Jesus' mouth? Not everyone. Now, there's going to be some because he said not everyone, but that, that puts us in a bowl. And out of that bowl, we don't know if it's 25, 50, or 75, but we know it's not 100%. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. So he's going to do some separating even in that situation. You might have, been, you might have cast out devils. You're not going to get into heaven. You might have done many wonderful works. You're not going to get into heaven. You might have prophesied in his name. You're not going to get into heaven. You might have done everything that you think is right, but on that day, you're going to be sad because you did not heed some of the warnings that God was giving you along the way because you're walking with God. You are walking in his shadow. If you, if you believe the painting that when you're walking and you look back and you were walking in his, his steps all the way, if you really believe all that stuff, do you not know that there's pitfalls and mistakes and hindrances along the way that you don't see, you don't even know are there? You don't know your adversary. He's unseen. He's an unseen adversary. And you think you can beat him all the time? And how have you went through this life? And this is what I discussed with my stepdaughter, and I'm closing with this. How are you going to go through your whole life? You've done everything for the pastor, done everything for the church, you've done everything for everyone else, but when you get there and Jesus says, hey, how many hours do you think you prayed to me? Most of our prayers are only a few seconds, guys. I'd be, I'll be hard-pressed to say that 90% of the people that gets to heaven probably hasn't even prayed one hour with everything gathered up in their life, their whole life, when they stand before God. One hour. Now, I know there's out there, oh, I pray all the time. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice to talk all the time, but do you listen? What has God said to you? Because it doesn't matter if you know him. The Bible says, I never knew you. 
the whole premise of that situation I just read to you was that God didn't know who was doing all these things. They did all these things in his name with all the power that he had, but he didn't know who they were. Big problem. So what are you going to do today to start to get to know God? I don't care what you're doing right now to do for other people. I don't even care what you're doing in your house. All these things are lovely and great. But as a preacher of the gospel and as the minister you're listening to now, what are you doing for God to get to know you? And that's what you need to worry about. And that's the premise of this message today. What are you doing for God to get to know you? So start today. Start praying and listening and let God talk to you. And with that, God bless. Hey, have you ever heard of MyPillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of MyPillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but MyPillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use MyPillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the MyPillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow too by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian. He's a good man and he produced a very good product. I am advertising MyPillow for free for him. And if I were you, I would buy a MyPillow. I'm doing it because I know it works. It's a great product and it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless and go to MyPillow.com and order MyPillow or wherever you go and you see a MyPillow, buy the MyPillow and watch. You will be blessed. Thank you.